due to adult content, parental discretion is advised. To begin. Are you watching closely? To begin. I just, I'm bored. Gotta start. What plaything can you offer me today? Here's the deal. Just give me the facts. Just the facts. Only the facts. Breathe. Focus. Keep it simple. No, 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 no doubt, no doubt. Okay, welcome to Cock and Bowl Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. A podcast in which, eventually, ostensibly, at some point, we will be talking about the 2005 film Tristram Shandy, a cock and bull story, one minute at a time. Good lord, what is this story all about? Cock and a bull story. Here's your host, me, Robert Black. Okay, we are jumping ahead to group 15. This is Across the Universe, an adaptation. Uh, my guest is Eric Nash. Eric. Hey, Robert. Want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm, this is Eric. Uh, I'm part of uh, Watchmen Minute uh, and Feels Like Weezer and the host of Almost Famous Minute. Now, uh, you should know up front, Watchmen was not on my list. Oh, yeah. I started with okay. 280 oh, movies, I think it was. Yeah. Wow. I th- or was it 380? I forget. Uh, and it wasn't on there, but uh, Almost Famous d- was there up until the right. top 128. Cool. It lost to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's that's very worthy to lose to that. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you hear what, a, what uh, like, Across the Universe lost to, you might be surprised. Because uh, okay. uh, at 128, Across the Universe, or what it beat, it beat Die Hard. Wow. But that's mostly because, as I kept going, it was more like, what movie do I want to keep talking about? <laughs> Yeah, and I can see that. I don't have anything else to say about Die Hard. I did a week of it in my blog. Everyone knows Die Hard, you know. And then it beat 12 Monkeys at the 64 round. Ooh. And I'm like, I would love to talk more about 12 oh, Monkeys, yes, but I, I don't yeah. know if I need to. And I, I was trying to keep a couple musicals in. I think I ended up with three in the final 36. Mm-hmm. And then Adaptation I knew was going to make it near the end because I'd been saying it's one of my favorites for years. Uh, it beat, well, it didn't beat. This was one of the rounds where I cheated. It was up against the war at the 128, and I just kept both and moved the war into a different bracket. <laughs> and then it beat uh, Jason Goes to Hell oh, oh. at the 64 bracket. Now, did you see these movies before? Like, did you see them in the theater? Um, no. I don't, I'm pretty sure I did not see Adaptation in the theater. Okay. I only saw Across the Universe about like two or three weeks ago, <laughs> oh. based on based on doing this. Okay. And I but I just really yeah, I I've seen adaptation many times, so I didn't I didn't even feel like I needed to rewatch it, but I have, you know, looked over the Wikipedia on it and <laughs> dug in different some different ways. Now, for listeners in case you're listening to this and haven't seen them, uh the Universe is a musical built around Beatles songs. Oh yeah. Directed by Julie Taymor, and Adaptation is a Charlie Kaufman written, Spike Jones directed, Nicolas Cage starring as two characters movie about a guy trying to adapt a novel into a movie and failing. Nitpick from editing. It's not a novel. It's nonfiction. That's the trouble. Except succeeding, because we're watching the movie he produced while trying to <laughs> adapt it. It's funny, because the the movie is like two-thirds a true story. Okay, yeah. And then very much not. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, especially as far as evolution goes and... <laughs> <laughs> the, the big the big bang well i mean even the plot of him like having trouble writing the book yeah not wanting to meet susan orlean and stuff like that oh yeah that's for sure except he inserts a mm-hmm. twin brother who doesn't exist yeah right and just by the third act it's just it's a whole other thing yeah and my understanding is is that i mean people were kind of really I, i'm pretty sure i wasn't i mean i, I kind of questioned just a little bit but 
people were really thinking Charlie Kaufman really does have a twin brother. <laughs> well, that was the trick they did as well is because the official writing credits are Charlie and yeah, Donald right. Kaufman. So they were up right. for awards. Mm-hmm. They were up for an Oscar and the Academy even said officially, you're going to have to share one, one award <laughs> because they knew, of course, <laughs> there's only one guy. But officially it was two people, one of which was dead. Wow. This is after being John Malkovich, obviously. Yeah, and 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 how that worked with uh, actually showing that happening. I mean, that's yeah, that's like one of the first clues. I think when you're watching it, like, I mean, is this like based on real real life, uh, real stuff happening? Because I mean, they're showing the behind the scenes. Yeah, which they reproduced for in the this. shooting of being John Malkovich, especially with a with a very you know very critical stuff. You know, the way that movie goes, the uh, half-size floor. Oh, yeah. In the, office, in the office building. And they even got John Malkovich back to play himself. Yeah, right. Yeah, they got... The behind-the-scenes footage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and uh, what, John Cusack and... Yeah. What's her name? I'm not even sure if John Cusack has any lines in the footage we see. No, yeah. John Malkovich does. He gets to be pretty funny where he's, like, worried about the crew because they all have to wear masks that look like him. He's afraid it's hot. Shut up! Shut up! Okay? Let's really try today to solve our camera problems. Keep between take time at an absolute minimum. These masks are really hot, okay? I want to be very well heard on that from everybody. Don't fuss unless it's absolutely important to the shop, okay? I don't say that for me. I say that for the people sitting here in the... Well, I was going to say my other, so as far as the other movie goes across the universe, I mean, the big reason I I, I feel like, you know, I, I wouldn't have been so into doing this for adaptation without having seen the other one if this weren't the case that I'm just a huge Beatles fan. Okay. So because of that, and even though I hadn't seen that, I'd, I'd kind of resisted seeing the movie. <laughs> I, I kind of, I kind of had the idea, oh, this is a musical. And, um, if you're familiar with Beatles at all, there's kind of a, um, uh, some, uh, old bad blood <laughs> because of the, uh, Sergeant Pepper movie, oh, which, yeah. which I can't say I've seen all the way through, but I've seen some pretty good chunks and, you know, looked into it a good bit. And I'd, I'd actually be up for getting the album. The, the soundtrack album at a decent price. I don't have it, but, uh, for, for that movie. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll continue to stay away from actually seeing the, that movie all the way through. But for, <laughs> but for across the universe, I actually do, I have owned for at least a couple of years now, I think is how long ago I probably got the, uh, the, the double disc, um, yeah. across the universe soundtrack album. But you hadn't seen the movie until recently. Yeah, but I hadn't seen the movie without, with, I got that, got it without having seen the movie. Huh. It was it's interesting. I've enjoyed it. What did you think of the soundtrack if you hadn't seen the movie? No, yeah, I mean it's 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 some good covers. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm pretty big into covers of Beatles stuff anyway. Okay, um, as well. So, and I think a lot of them are are done awfully well. I mean, especially there's in the middle ish the t- last two on the one on the first disc and the first one on the second disc. Uh, the uh, band I wasn't aware of, uh, the Secret Machines. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
and they, they do they do that magical mystery tour. The, those the three songs from that uh, awfully well. Yeah, and I think for I mean at least the leads of the film weren't like trained singers or anything. Mm-hmm. And they're singing live on the set for the soundtrack. Hmm. So it, it's so I think it holds up. Now, what about the movie? Yeah, as far as the movie goes, I mean, it's 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 got certainly a lot ton ton better kind of a story than Sergeant Pepper did. <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, it, it's all there in the it's set in the '60s, um, the time of the Beatles. Yeah. So, like, the big thing I kind of had in my head, I struggled with for a good couple hours after watching it. Then, you know, it certainly has come back because I wanted to think about the movie some more because of this. But is that. It's it's you know they have this the Beatles music here throughout, mm-hmm. but there's nothing about the Beatles, yeah, cult, you know their their personalities culturally how they're affecting you know that, that that's taken out of the '60s, which is a real shame that that's it, it was done in a way in a way the Beatles don't exist. Who the Beatles? The what? John Paul George and Ringo the Beatles. Yeah, yet yeah, their songs do. <laughs> So it's 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 a nice it's it's an interesting what if you know if all, all we have to go on is their music yeah. is there something to be gained is is you know is their music that good and and it does create it does you know you can kind of definitely go out of time but but it follows roughly what's going on it's actually kind of reminiscent of what the other recent kind of somewhat fantastical uh, biopic uh, for Elton John Rocket Man oh yeah yeah how it uses uh, his music and I think. For him, for that one, that's done much more out of time, uh, you know, not not working uh, very well uh, time wise. So yeah, I, I saw that one again. I saw that movie first, Rocket Man, before this. So there's definitely another comparison there that I, I thought about a little bit after seeing this one. I was like, it's got some similarities, you know. <laughs> now, how do we compare it with adaptation? Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's it that that is really weird. I was thinking about that. It's like different ways to tell a story, but mm-hmm. that's any movie. Um yeah. It's like I I can pick a better one out of the two easy for me. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely have my love for adaptation. Yeah. It was much easier la- last week with Sean German was on talking and we were comparing uh, Dave Maida, Maze, and Brigsby Bear, which are both about oh. people mm-hmm. doing creative process and okay. coming out of like a painful start. And it, you haven't seen the latter. It, it was very easy to compare the two. Hmm. These two, it's, it's, it's weird. It would be almost easier to compare something like Almost Famous, mm. your show's about, <laughs> with Across the Universe, maybe, because it's taking like the historical subject matter, mm-hmm. infusing it with, in that case, fictional music. Right. In this case, altering real music <laughs> to tell a fictional story. Although that's a fictionalized story, too. Right? Um, it's not a direct adaptation yeah, of was, his time with, right. was it Led Zeppelin? Right. That he went in real life? Well, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, that, and that's the thing. I mean, it, you know, it, it takes from multiple experiences, um, in his early career. Yeah. As a teenage <laughs> journalist. And puts it all into one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's amalgamate several bands into one band, several groupies into one groupie. <laughs> and that's probably the biggest thing is, is that, you know, besides it being this love letter to the music that he uh, wrote about first, you know, really studied the most early in his career. The other big part of the of the story is uh, his his family yeah. relationships and so forth, his mother and his sister. And I'm also trying to think about you know almost famous compared to adaptation as well. You know, I feel like that that's a little bit easier as well because because he's telling the story. Yeah, and it's and it, and it's 
you know, even though it certainly has music in it, you know, music used a lot, you know, that, that, that's one thing with adaptation. I don't think about the music except for the final song. Yeah. I, I know there's some there and I think it's, I think some of it's interesting. I can kind of hear it in my head just a little bit. Yeah. The score. Even the score isn't that doesn't draw attention to itself until near the end. Right. I would like to point out for the record that you referred to Penny Lane as a groupie, which I don't think she would appreciate. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a groupie. Oh, groupie. We are not groupies. This is Penny Lane, man. Show some respect. Groupies sleep with rock stars because they want to be near someone famous. We're here because of the music. We are band-aids. She used to run a school for band-aids. We don't have intercourse with these guys. We inspire the music. We're here because of the music. You know, she was the one who changed everything. She was the one who said... No more sex. No more exploiting our bodies and our hearts. Right, right. Just blowjobs, and that's it. <laughs> She's a band-aid. <laughs> How far along in that show are you now? Um, minute 46 came out today. So about about, two, about a third. How far ahead do you record? Um, yeah, at this point, I'm close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always close, son, like, except for the room where I'm way ahead right now. I've actually had long month 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 or more long periods of not recording for it and just just editing but i'll be recording soon this this one i mean this is next tuesday yeah <laughs> well yeah i mean you haven't so so has any anything come out for this yet yeah this this is next tuesday's episode am i missing it okay i need so i need to so and that's the cock and bull yeah so that's why you have the yeah Okay, I need to start listening to that because I don't, I, I, I haven't really understood what that is. So <laughs> That's the point. I need, to, I need to dig into it now. Ostensibly, it is billed as a movies by minutes thing about the movie Tristram Shandy. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, which I don't know anything about. But we have said probably we could get a paragraph about that movie that we've said so far in now 22 episodes. <laughs> wow. Because that's the point. Uh, Tristram Shandy, the narrator, takes multiple volumes of his life story to get to his own birth. Okay. Because he goes off on tangents mm-hmm. about who his parents were and how they met, what happened to his father as a soldier, and who this general was that his father knew, and all this other stuff. And the movie is about someone trying to make a movie out of that. Similar to adaptation in a way, actually. Yeah, okay. Right, where yeah. they can't make a movie about it, because it's mm-hmm. too big and weird. It doesn't have a plot. And so the movie, they basically fail to make a movie. Now, um, I, I'm curious, have you read The Orchid Thief? No, I did yeah, look through it once when the movie first came out. Hmm. I like browse, like the data at a bookstore, but no, I've never read it. It's, I think it's kind of how they portray it in the movie is that it's kind of like a New York art- article yeah. blown up. <laughs> mm-hmm. where it's a lot of kind of rambling about sort of semi-philosophical stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're not going to get a movie out of that. But they'd already optioned it because people love the article. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I just read recently, you know, and, and getting ready that, you know, I mean, I guess the book came out like in '97, but it was looked at possibly being a movie as early as '94. Yeah, because the article. I mean, when that with the article, the article came out, and they, yeah, working on the book and the movie at the same time, practically. That's essentially what happens in adaptation. Is uh, Tilda Swinton's character is basically like, we love the article. What's next? And she's like, I'm supposed to turn it into a book. She's like, yeah, we want to option that. Mm-hmm. She hadn't even written the book yet. Yeah. So <laughs> another part of the real stuff that's in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing I'm most familiar with, with that kind of thinking is for, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. That, you know, uh, Clark and Kubrick essentially worked together. Yeah. And, uh, and produced a new version of the book. Book and movie. I forget, I forget exactly how far apart they came out from each other, but they were pretty close. 
Yeah, because Clark had written, what was it called, Sentinel? Yeah, Sen- Sentinels of the Universe. But then they wrote a new book yeah. based on what they were doing for the movie. Mm-hmm. So comparing, you know, the, these two movies. Yeah. I mean, gosh, they both start with A. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are it's next like... to each other on my shelf of DVDs. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, just just looking at the story being told, definitely adaptation, I think needs to take the cake as far as that's concerned. I mean, it's, it's just, it's more, it's more convoluted and, and, and meta and yeah. so forth. And, and maybe that's the one way it, they could be a little bit comparable with, with, uh, across the universe. I mean, with so many people already knowing so many of the songs, yeah. you know, that that can kind of could take you out. What's that's like, I read a reviewer who, when, um, I want to hold your hand started. They were like immediately wondering how they were going to do the I want to be your man line. Yeah, sure. Because they didn't realize where the song is going, that she's yeah. a lesbian. Well, ex- exactly. Yeah. As soon as, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of started to realize that. But the reviewers, like, that's so familiar, they're thinking mm-hmm. of the specific line as soon as the song starts and wondering what's going to happen. So, yeah, there's a different angle of people who knew about it. I knew the, the obvious ones. It was actually this movie that got me to buy more Beatles okay. uh, CDs cool. when it came out. My my comparison for the two, I think, is that neither one really has a plot. I mean, Adaptation eventually has a plot, yeah. but it's made up. Across the Universe doesn't quite have a plot. Hmm. There's a central storyline of Jude hmm. and Lucy, but it, like by the third act, all the other characters kind of disappear for a little while, and it gets weird. It's almost the opposite of adaptation. It has less of a plot as it goes along. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's easy to com- to rate these versus each other, but I don't know how to co- like actually compare them. Except as movies. How are they as like filmmaking? Yeah, um, hmm. This is only Spike Jones, what, second or third feature? Yeah. Hmm. He'd been making music videos. There's stuff that, that happens in adaptation where you know, it, it, his, his relationship with the, uh, Judiger character, I forget yeah. what her name is. The character, he, he, well, and he's the writer as well. He's imagining, you know, this relationship. And I think that that's done. I think that's done awfully well from a filmmaking point of view. I mean, it's the, the, the camera shots, the, the, you know, the, the focusing, you know, and so forth. Yeah. It does seem to have this. Uh, sense tone to it that that it's that it's a little fuzzy and and uh might might be <laughs> him 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 daydreaming or something at least right which isn't that obvious with uh, alice the waitress but is and is even less obvious it's a dream when he has a fantasy about showing his script to uh oh. Tilda swinton's character mm-hmm. later because then it just kind of cuts back to him alone in his room and you have to you gotta think about it to know. Yeah. That, oh, that didn't happen. Cause we know he's having trouble writing it. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly he's got a script. That doesn't make any sense. Um, and then the thing I brought up earlier, the, 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 the big bang and the evolution stuff. Yeah. That I think I read that, that, you know, some other hired hand <laughs> was, was used to create that stuff. So that's, I mean, while I assume some of that was like pre-existing footage, even like they just bought and pieced together. Yeah. That, yeah, sure. That's possible. But, you know, it's, it's, I mean, sure. Jones, you know, should have had <laughs> say over, well, Hey, you didn't, you know, if, if this could be modified a little bit here and there, yeah. I mean, that hopefully that w- could have, would have been done, but. 
you know, and that, and that stuff kind of reminds me a little bit of what, um, I think, uh, someone that probably had a lot more of a hand in it that was kind of similar, I think. I think it's kind of similar. Uh, Aronofsky with, uh, Noah. Mm, yeah. And, and a little bit in Mother as well. Yes. Too. Um, they have some of that kind Which of, we'll this, about, this odd, talk about with someone else in the later episode. Fast tracked animation. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That was my second choice. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember what the other movie there is. That, Life uh, is a house. I also haven't seen. Yeah. That was less tempting. <laughs> yeah, and then with the anime, it's less sped up, but Tree of Life yeah. um, uses stuff like that, where it goes back yeah. to the beginning of time as well. Yeah, which I haven't seen all of. I, I for some reason, have only caught part of. <laughs> so I need to fix that, because I'm becoming a huge Aronofsky fan after Noah and Mother. Well, Tree of Life is um, Terrence Malick. Oh, no, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of The Fountain. Fountain, yeah. That's also on this list. Yeah. We'll get to that in a later time. Yeah. Which does stretch time, but doesn't go backward like that. It mm. totally goes back to the conquistadors and then goes into the future. Well, that was easier than Sean and I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had a real yeah. knockdown drag out. <laughs> no, this one. This one's better. Well, one's it was basically more of just us talking about the creative process and all this stuff. Because we're like, yeah. no, we don't want to pick one. <laughs> These are fine. <laughs> We sort of came down on the side of uh, Brigsby Bear, I think, in the end. But was, we both thought I, or at least I, my reasoning was, it was it was the more audience friendly one. Oh. Hmm. In this in this case, I think across the universe is that. But I think a lot of people wouldn't like it. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I can see that. Yeah, being you know, it's I, I think some people yeah can get turned off by stuff with an adaptation. You know. Yeah, heavy um, voiceover. Yeah, right. It's all conversations and nothing happens for a long time. Until the end. We're not even going to... We don't have to spoil the plot of either. <laughs> well, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think we have a decision. <laughs> okay. So, thank you, Eric. Where can listeners hear more from you? Um, uh, Almost Famous Minute uh, is a movie minute. Movie by minute, somewhat like this one <laughs> that you're hearing, apparently. It, and it goes out weekly, and it's on the Pantheon Podcast Network at pantheonpodcast.com, as, as is my other, my song-by-song track-by-track uh, show with uh, Zach Freaking Smith, Feels Like Weezer. How many songs do they have? Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it, like, is that show going to be going a long time? Weezer, it's, Weezer itself, it's, it's definitely in, like, over 200. Oh, okay. But if you want to ask about Rivers, <laughs> Cuomo, the... the, the <laughs> It's like some ungodly, like 600 something, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that show can go forever. <laughs> it's on, on, on the, on the Weezerpedia, there's, you know, when, if you go to any one song article on Weezerpedia, it'll say, this is song number 233 out of 600, whatever it is, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and how far are you? Uh, yeah, we're four albums in. Oh, okay. That's pretty know, good. Out of the, like, over, well over a dozen. So at this point. But but they don't they don't have any signs of <laughs> slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thank you for listening. This has been Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cock Bull Minute, or find us in the Facebook listeners group Cock and Bull Pub. Find more content at LemmingDrops.com.